And we're recording. We're back for another podcast. I am Sizzle. Sitting across from me on Zoom is my co-host. Introduce yourself. Hey guys, you know who it is. It's your boy. It's Quinny. We're coming in hot this week. Super keen for this podcast. I always am keen for a podcast, but today's going to be big. Yeah, so I introduced you there, Quinny. We also have to introduce our special guest for the episode. He's back. I mean, he's, he's not really a special guest. He's a regular now. I mean, he's been on the podcast before. Introduce yourself, Caleb Hansey. Mate, good, good to be here, boys. I appreciate that it wasn't a guest. It was family. I feel like we're, we're fast and furiousing this thing out of here. It's Vin Diesel. There's Paul Walker. Uh, we're family. It's, it's, it's what it is. And normally, I would introduce myself and I would say, it's your boy. But Quinny does that every time. So I'm not going to say, it's your boy. Uh, I would just say, hey, it's me. I'm back. So good to be here. Well, I mean, Quinny lately has been adopting a new little yeah, intro tagline going, hey, guys, <laughs> yeah. just out of nowhere. Yeah, you got to mix it up. You can't just, I can't do the same thing over and over again. You know, you got to make, you know, keep them interested. Uh, I feel like, I feel like the more you do it, the more there's opportunity for branding and merch and sizzle and Quinny, hey, guys, in quotation marks with your two faces. I, look, it's good. I'm ready. I'm, I'm welcome. I'm ready for it. So I'd buy the hoodie. That's all I want to say. <laughs> we can get some hoodies. Let's get them. We can work with it. <laughs> uh, look, it's been a little while since we've had you on. Caleb, you know, you've got yourself a podcast as well. You just released a new episode mm-hmm. looking into a bit of a Star Wars deep dive. Tell us about that before we get into today's topic. Yeah, yeah. So obviously last time we connected, it was around all things Christmas movies, which um, for those that listen to them and you guys did a great job on that. And, and I did my one, which I love Christmas movies, but uh, I've just kind of wanted to keep doing podcasting. The Christmas one was the first time I ever did any sort of podcasting so this year i was kind of like hey i want to do some more stuff and, and i'll just kind of rebrand it and just uh what was deck the handsy uh has now just become the handsy podcast and at the moment i'm just reviewing the star wars movies guys i, I haven't watched them ever so this is my first time uh which is crazy like i know it's crazy i'm deep in wow. now i know you boys love the universe um we talk about it on the group chat all the time uh, I'm deep in, obviously, Quinny loves the Clone Wars. Bad Batch comes out tomorrow. I'm deep in that show, as I believe Sizzle is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I've almost finished uh, all the original. I'm on um, Revenge of the Sith as we speak. I just paused it just to come on this podcast. So I, I'm like Big. almost done the storyline. So yeah, it's Love good. It. I'm, what, I'm deep in. What are you enjoying more? Clone Wars, the animated series, or the original Star Wars movies? Uh, I think... <laughs> I think I like Clone Wars because I think I, I obviously uh, you boys know I love MCU and obviously we're probably here to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, I, I like the greater universe, the greater canon, the the ins and outs, the storylines, the uh, side characters, the backstory, the history. And so I think Clone Wars, you get a little bit more time to flesh that out um, in the show. And I think you get a little bit more time to even flesh that out somewhat in the prequels, which is a bit of a hotly contested topic, but that's my opinion. So, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, you know, if you haven't listened to Caleb's podcast, do yourself a favor, go subscribe. It's everywhere, isn't it? On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it. Anywhere you get your podcast, as they always say. As they always say. All right, let's get into today's episode. Look, we were supposed to release this last week, but unfortunately we couldn't. We had a circumstance that uh, we couldn't get around, unfortunately. Uh, So we're here today to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Well, we should really call it Captain America yeah. and the Winter Soldier now. I mean, as we saw the credits at the end there, gave Sam, 
his new name as Captain America. He became Captain America. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, you probably should pause the podcast, go binge the series, come back and listen to the podcast because we're going to be talking about the series in its entirety. So as we usually do, we're going to give our highs, what we liked about it, our lows, what we didn't like about it or what we thought was maybe problematic. We're going to give a hero award, our favorite character, Villain Award, least favorite character, and we're going to give it an Infinity Gauntlet rating out of six. And then, you know, we might have some questions for each other at the end. I feel like this could be a long podcast, so let's not delay it any further. Let's jump straight into it. Let's talk highs. Caleb, you're our guest, so you should kick us off. What did you love about Falcon, or I should say Captain America and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, love it. Thanks, boys. What an honor. It's good to be here. I didn't really get to say that at the start. As always, I listen to all the episodes. I love you, boys. I love everything about it. So, look, I have enjoyed that it's been a bit of a Marvel deep dive for you guys lately. So, I, I mean, I've enjoyed that, but we look forward to what's to come for whatever it is. But we're here to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, and some of the highs. Look, I was very, this was probably of the Marvel Disney Plus TV shows, this was probably my most anticipated uh, of the lot. Uh, strictly because I love all the Cap movies. Cap's my guy. He's my ride or die. Like, I love him. He's my favorite hero by far. And specifically, like, Winter Soldier is my number one MCU movie of all time. So going into into this, um, I thought it had a lot of work to do. Uh, I don't, even though Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies ever made, I don't think Sam was one of the best characters ever. And I think it had a lot of work to do to make me feel justified that he was able to get the the shield at the end of Endgame. Uh, so it had a bit of work to do, but I was pretty anticipated for it. Some highs for me. Look, overall, I love the whole show. I think it was amazing. Um, I love the tone of it. The tone of it sticks with those uh, Civil War, Captain America, Winter Soldier feels. Very political. Um, hits you in the feels of what the world is currently going through. And I think that's what... the Winter, When the Winter Soldier came out in 2014... We we're at the peak of, you know, government mistrust, the, the, the WikiLeaks, all this sort of thing was going on around the world. So I think the, the direction of these shows always do a really good job at, at doing that. And so I, that was a real high for me. Um, look, I, didn't, I could go on and on and on. Zemo is a, a massive high for me. I think Zemo yeah, is a great Zemo. character. Um, he's amazing. I'm really glad that we got to flesh his character out more in this show. I think we got to see him um, as an actual Baron. I'm a big fan of like the Avengers Assembled cartoon uh, TV shows. And we see him in that as like an actual Baron with money and all that stuff. So mm. that was cool. Um, obviously, I'm a fan of, of um, Sam kind of becoming Captain America. I think that was well earned. And I think I appreciated that. And we might talk about that a bit more. Um, I like the storylines with Bucky getting that PTSD kind of story arc. But most of all, I think what I liked about it was I liked that it handled issues in the Avengers universe that we don't normally get a chance to to deal with. So, for instance, in the first episode, we see him going to get a loan. That was really good for me. Like, I love that whole stuff. I love the stuff about race. I love the stuff about Bucky getting counseling. I love any of that sort of thing, which we don't get time to do in a full length movie. So those were some of my highs. Like I'll, I'll leave it over to you guys for some more and maybe uh, I can jump in. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, you mentioned Zemo there. I want to pass it back to you quickly and then we'll get on to our highs. You mentioned him there and you obviously mentioned that you're a massive Captain America fan. He's obviously been in the previous Captain America movies. I wasn't really as invested in him until this new series. Mm. Were you a big fan previously as well? Obviously, you mentioned you watched the animated show there, so I'm going to assume that's mm. a yes. Mm. But was this sort of the show that, you know, I guess gave you a new love for him? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, Zemo, so growing up in high school, this was like the peak of when like Avengers cartoons used to be on like in the morning uh, before school sort of thing. Like this was, I think I'm a few years younger than you guys. So when I was in like grade 10, 11, 12, this is when my mates were like really into, you know, 2011 is when Cap the First Avenger came out. So this was like peak of me being in high school sort of thing. Uh, so Zemo in his full purple getup, which we do get a little bit of in this show with the mask, that was my favorite Marvel villain full stop. So like Baron Zemo um, was my favorite Marvel villain, like massive full stop. So when we got him in civil war, I can see why there was a bit of controversy around original fans of Zemo because he wasn't Mm -hmm. that original Baron. It was like this guy that just had revenge, wanted revenge. And, um, but in saying that I did appreciate him in civil war because it was cool to see a guy that supposedly had no powers, um, like a Batman, like a this, that was able to bring the Avengers on to their knees by just, are using the abilities that he had and really his abilities are manipulation communication um, all these sorts of things and so i think in this it was nice for me to see him get a bit more screen time uh you know daniel Bruhl, who is the actor who plays zemo i think is just incredible um does an amazing job um fun fact is the german voice of uh, lightning mcqueen in the cars movies so if you watch it in german it's daniel Bruhl. so wow um yeah that's that's just a fun yeah, fact take, i did not that, know that take it with you man take it away um, so yeah, I think I think it did. I'm now more excited to see him do more things because of this show. So I also think other people are too. That that's my opinion after it. So yeah, 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 love it, love it. Look, Quinny, I'll pass it over to you. What were your highs? Yeah, mate. So for me, uh, very much like Caleb. Uh, for me, this was the one I was most keen for. You know, this is all we spoke about on previous podcasts. I was all in on this Falcon of the Winter Soldier idea. Because like Caleb mentioned, I really love the Winter Soldier. I think he's a great character. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Bucky Barnes. And as Caleb was saying before, Civil War and obviously the Winter Soldier are both of my top 10 favourite Marvel movies of all time. So that's that Cap. So they're both in there. So for me, Captain America is a good character. So I kind of was just keen to see where they're going to take it. And I think for me, obviously like Caleb was saying, Falcon, I wasn't sold on him in the start, but I really think this show, I was not, like Anthony Mackie was amazing in this show. Like I think his development into Captain America, like they did it. Like that was the whole goal of this show. I wanted them, I wanted to see him become Captain mm. America. They proved that they could do it. So I just really enjoyed that and his journey. And then Bucky Barnes, again, love the Winter Soldier. I also love how we got the Wakandans in there too. Mm. So that connects me to the Black Panther because, again, the Black Panther is very high on my Marvel list as well. So I loved how we got a bit of the Wakanda flashback with Bucky, like Kayla was saying before, the PTSD. I think that's a really interesting way to take it, especially for like a Marvel film because you're not normally used to that really emotional sort of heavy sessions like we saw when Bucky was doing all his therapy sessions. So I really enjoyed that part. I also liked because I didn't know much about US Agent. So the whole Jack, uh, John Walker sort of storyline, mm. I really enjoyed that because I didn't really know much about this character. And Wyatt Russell, who played him, I thought was amazing. Like I was saying on our last pod, I hated him at the start. Like I just didn't want to bar him. I just thought he was heaps of noise. Yeah, you were not impressed. Towards, it, towards the end, I just thought he was amazing. Like he was really good. Like, I feel him, like, you know, trying to take on that Captain America mark, it's a big deal to do, and I just think he played it so well. Mm. So I really enjoyed that part as well. As you know, we love Zemo. Again, Caleb mentioned it. I'm pretty much saying similar stuff to what Caleb mentioned, but Zemo for me was definitely a high. Like, his, just his scenes were amazing. And when we talk about maybe, like, our favourite episodes, most of them for me will involve Zemo in some sort of way. So I just really enjoyed him coming back into the universe. 
So at the moment, there's some of my highs, Sizzle, but I'll just leave with one more. I just love also how it was like nearly, you know, 60 minute episodes every week. So yeah, true. You, got, you got you got the most out of it. It wasn't like one division that kind of gave you 30 minutes here or there. I really enjoyed how they just gave you a lot more time with it. So for me, that's definitely one of my major highs. Yeah, look, I'll jump in now. And like I agree with what you guys have said there completely as well. You know, first of all, Zemo, he was just an absolute, you know, amazing, amazing character, amazing portrayal of the comic books, as you sort of there, said there, Caleb. Brought the purple mask in, which, um, you know, is very true to the comics there. And that's what I really loved about this show. I think it really lent, and I feel like Marvel are doing that more and more as they continue to go along, continue to evolve, is really lean on the, the comics canon. And I thought this show did that so well. I mean, you know, we got so many different characters. John Walker, USA, he becomes US agent, you know, at the very end of the series. Wyatt Russell, as you mentioned there, Quinny, you know, he was, I mean, we're going to get into our hero, but I think, you know, he's definitely a strong contender for the MVP and the Hero Award for this show. I mean, his character development, I mean, obviously, Sam, he had some character development as well, and Bucky, it's hard to not give them credit, you know, being the two main characters there, but man, Wyatt Russell... Give this guy some sort of award, whether it's, you know, what is it, an Oscar? Oscar mm-hmm. they get, you know, give him something because he had a bit of a slow start. Quinny, you most improved, there. maybe. Most improved award. Maybe most NBA improved. Sort of yeah. But yeah. he was amazing. Uh, you also mentioned there, Quinny, every episode felt like a movie. You know, not, not only the length, but I think just how each episode had so many different sort of facets of the show. Um, and each episode built on one another. You know, we, we, we're going to talk about WandaVision, I'm sure, throughout this podcast. And, you know, I might even ask you guys towards the end whether you prefer this or WandaVision. But WandaVision definitely felt like a TV series. And, you know, I, I agree with Quinny there. I, I think this totally felt like a mini movie every Friday. It was, you know, it was like you grab the popcorn, you're sitting down for a good hour. Yeah, good. And really you know, delving into a story that just had so much, just offered so much. Um, you know, I love the inclusion of Madame Hydra as well. Mm. You know, Julia yeah, Louis-Dreyfus, like, Quinny yep. and I, I don't know about you, Caleb, I don't know if we've actually ever spoken about this, but we're massive Seinfeld fans. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely like, heard it on your guys' part. I'm not like, I mean, I enjoy Seinfeld. I'm not probably as big as what you boys are, but um, upon reflection, like Madame Hydra is not a character that... Um, like I know a lot about from my knowledge, I've seen it. She's actually in the original Nick Fury 1990s mm. and, uh, David Hasselhoff uh, movie, I believe. Um, so I've seen her in that. Oh, wow. Um, she's obviously just the a Hoff. agent. Yeah, the <laughs> so, yeah, get around that movie. But yeah, I don't know a lot about it, but from what I've read and what I know from seeing the episode, like she definitely seems like the perfect casting choice. So I can see why you guys would be like really excited about that. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And adding to that point, bringing her into it. We didn't get a whole lot of her, but I like how this show did that. And I guess the same could be said with Sharon Carter as well. Like we only got bits and pieces of a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Obviously there was a big reveal and we'll get into that. I'm sure about the power broker uh, later, Yeah, but there was, and this could maybe be a bit of a low for some people. I don't think so, but there was a lot going on in this show. It covered a lot within what was it? Six episodes. Mm. Um, you know, despite we mentioned it there, they were long episodes. There was a lot going on and, you know, we might get into them maybe wrapping it up a little bit too quickly, but I think they did a really good job of including a lot 
and capitalizing on that. So yeah. The other thing is Sam and Bucky's relationship. I think it started off just, it was it's more, amazing. Yeah, it's you awesome. know, it was hilarious. Yeah. It was comedic. Mm. Yeah, we got the classic scene where I think it was Sam in the front seat and wouldn't move his, his seat forward, which was a throwback to previous cool. Marvel oh, cool. movie there. So yeah, you know, just mm. classic. Um, so yeah, that, that relationship was awesome. And then we got the second last episode. They really became, I guess, partners and friends. So, yeah. Like a brotherhood, man. Yeah. yeah great. That was awesome. Amazing see, see as well there. Um, I'll pass it back to you guys. If you've got anything to add. I was just going to add one more thing. Um, I forgot to obviously mention a lot of the John Walker stuff. So I'm glad you guys did, because I think he was a real, like a real win of the show. And I think, that leads me on to like my last kind of high, which uh, listening to in- interviews from the showrunner Malcolm uh, Spellman, one of the things he wanted to bring to this show was like we kind of had with Thanos, which was, uh, you know, I don't know about you boys, when I watched Infinity War and walked out of the cinema, my friend group's discussion was kind of like, wow, that was really heavy. But also like, do we agree that Thanos maybe did the right thing? Like there was, there was this tossing yeah. of like mm. the villain that is inherently evil or inherently has evil traits but also his motives maybe aren't as evil as what we think because we live in a real world. And so I think the Malcolm Spellman wanted to create villains in this show, whether it be Zemo, whether it be, you know, the government in general, whether it be, you know, John Walker, whether it be the, the Flag Smashers, but villains that are, are evil or have evil traits, but we kind of recognize parts of our own humanity in those people. And I think it did that perfectly. Yeah, so, that's yeah. a great, sorry to just cut you off. That's, yeah, that's a great fine. point there. I mean, because, I mean, if you look at all the characters, there's so many that fit that mold there. I mean, Bucky's one, even for example, for sure. you know, he was the winter soldier. Really? He was a murderer. Like, obviously mm. he wasn't completely um, in the right um, frame of mind, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, and then even Zemo as well. Like, obviously he did some horrible things, but he had, you know, Maybe some reasons that were understandable behind it there. Even Sharon Carter, you know, she was, you know, as as we see, she becomes the power broker and, you know, I guess becomes a villain. We don't really know where that's headed yet. And we don't actually know if she may, maybe she's not the power broker. Who knows? I'm sure we'll get into that in a a moment, but yeah, I think that's a great point there, Caleb, but uh, yeah, Yeah. sorry to to butt in. No, and I think, I think it's great. I think in all of us, I didn't even mention Sharon Carter there, but I think we can sit here and go, if she is the power broker and we, and I had, you know, Reddit fans online that were, you know, blowing up about, you know, it takes away from the comic law. She's such a good character, Agent 13. She's now the power broker, blah, blah, blah. But you don't know in humanity, what would you do if your family and your life was stripped away for five years and everybody was snapped and you don't know what you would do? Would you go to Madripoor and become this underground villain for a need to survive? This is a point of the show. This is why they made it. And it's like, uh, as much as I love WandaVision, I think it was amazing and we can talk more about it. WandaVision feels more like a fantasy world that I go to for 20 minutes to escape. I leave this show questioning the things that I'm doing in my world. And that's why mm. it has more of an impact around me. So yeah, that's why I think it was such a high value for a show. So well, mm. let's get let's get into the power broker quickly. Um, before I pass it back to you, Quinny. What did we think about that? Look, Quinny, I know you you've been on record and you called it, you know, I know you, you're about to gloat about it. Celebrate him. I mean, I feel like everyone called it. So like it's not that True, big. But a, I was literally everything I called was right. Look, tick, tick, tick. Okay, we'll we'll give you your credit there. You called Sharon Carter as the power broker. But how do we feel about that? Because a lot of people were upset about it. I didn't pick it. I thought it was just too obvious and I thought it was too easy. And do we think she actually is the power broker? Because there's lots of, you know, she, we obviously got her on the phone to someone 
um, in the stinger there uh, at the very end of the show. Mm. Was she talking to the actual power broker? Was she maybe saying she was a power broker and wasn't? You know, how do we feel about that whole situation there? I'll leave it to you, Quinny. I'll, I'll come in in a second. You, you go for it. It's, it's your prediction. You go right, man. You have the right to defend yeah, it. <laughs> Quinny, this is all you. No, so yeah, like you said, it was my main prediction. And I know what you're saying. So it was pretty obvious it was going to happen, but I was pretty much all in. I liked the idea. I thought it was a bit different, mixing it up a bit. So like Caleb mentioned before, someone who's considered generally like a hero can also become a villain if circumstance changes for them. So like we said, Sharon, she's on her own for five years. Everyone disappears. She's like on the run because she obviously helped out Captain in the start. So she was on the run for the rest of her life. She didn't get pardoned like Bucky did. So I think I liked it because it's like, even though she was considered that hero, we all have those times where we feel like this isn't fair. And I like how she kind of took on that sort of underground role. So I understand like it wasn't, you know, everyone's like, oh, I wonder who's on the phone. The only thing I'd like to see would be if she's on the phone, I hope she's talking to Dr. Doom. I'm all in on this theory. So I hope Leonardo DiCaprio's on the other end saying, yep, it's Dr. Doom. I'm also the power broker. I really wanted to see that. But for me, I liked it. I know everybody was a bit like, mm. but I thought it was cool. It was a nice twist. And I know everyone thought it was pretty obvious, but I liked it. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I mean, look, I've had a little bit of time to reflect on it. We all have. Um, I think I was ready to come on here last Wednesday and just blow up about how strange it was. But I have, I have rewatched it and like most of the show and kind of gone back and had my thoughts about it. I've had a lot of time to talk about this show with people. And I think what I've come to realize is that I think it's good. She's the power breaker of this show. Now, will she be the power broker for the MCU as a whole? I don't know. That's a good um, point. For the show, she's the power broker. And the reason I say that is because I've kind of had to realize um, Kevin Feige and Marvel have to, they can't assume that when the next Captain America movie comes out or Secret Wars or whatever the next Avengers movie is going to be, they can't assume that everybody has watched these Disney Plus TV shows. Now, a lot of people will, but they can't assume that they are going to. Meaning... We have to kind of think with our heads when someone goes to watch that movie, what are some big things that are going to be in there that, you know, everybody has to be on board with? Well, okay. Sam's now Captain America. Everybody who watched Endgame is probably just going to assume that anyway, because he got the shield. We now get all this backstory from that and go, wow, we know all these things about these characters. There's some other people who haven't watched that maybe didn't get, but I think that if they're going to reveal who the real power broker is going to be, it's going to be in a movie. It won't be in the TV show. So I think for the purposes of a TV show, I like it because they were going to use characters from the TV show that they weren't going to introduce Dr. Doom. Like I would have liked in the last <laughs> episode um, because it's going to happen one day. He's a huge, if you're going to reveal Leonardo DiCaprio, it's going to be in a movie. It's not going to be <laughs> in the TV show. So like yeah, to, yeah, be, to, a dream. to be fair, to be fair. So um, no, I think in the end, I think it made sense. And look, she was in episode three titled the power broker. Like how dumb are yeah. we? and look at the title obviously someone called the power broker is going to be yep. in the title of the episode called the power broker so it's like it was in our faces the whole time we just had to look at it so i agree quinny was right he knew what he was talking about yeah hey credit credit to you quinny credit to you and, and i i agree as well there were so you. many characters brought into this it would have just been i think another step to bring someone else into it hmm. you know, it, it had to be someone that was already in it and you know sharon carter it made sense and it might have been an obvious choice. It might have been, you know, too easy for some Marvel fans, but you know, it works. And we're gonna see where it, it leads us to because you know, who knows who she was on the phone to. As you mentioned there, you know, there's Secret Wars, there's you know, a whole bunch of other movies and shows Marvel have got in the pipeline. So we'll mm. soon find out. Uh before we move on, got to ask as well, and this might be something that you guys mentioned in your lows, Sam's new 
Wakandan Captain America wingsuit. Did we dig it or didn't we? I, I digged it in action, if that makes sense. I didn't as much dig it. And I think we talked about this on our group fed. I didn't as much dig it when he was standing there in front of the yeah, camera. That, that was a tough look for him. Oh, it was a bad look for our boy. Like I just... Uh, and it's an interesting choice and I don't want to get too on the nose here with some of the things that um, this show is about because that's not what we're here to talk about necessarily, but it's an interesting choice for a show so centered around race and we get episode five around, you know, can a black man, you know, a, a right standing black man accept the mantle of Captain America to then make his suit completely white. Um, it just was an interesting choice. I don't know if it was like supposed to be symbolic or we're supposed to say something, but in action, I thought the tech that the Wakandans brought on was cool. Um, I know for you, Sizzle, you were hoping to kind of see a little bit more from what I heard from the pods of the opening of that suitcase, you know, kind of the explanation of the suit. We kind of just get thrown into it, which, look, I'm not complaining about it because it's, you know, it's a long episode. We had a lot to do in, in 60 minutes, but um, I agree. We would I would have liked to see a little bit more explanation about why they made that suit the way they made it and all that sort of stuff. But overall, I liked it. Um, I just think... Look, go back and watch Captain America's suit from the first Avenger and just realize yeah. how they um, <laughs> And they get and better. They do get, get better. better. Like, and they listen. The thing in Marvel, they listen to the fans. So if they get reaction from this that goes, oh, that was a bit corny. This needs to change. The gloves or the, the face look weird or whatever. They'll change it. And by the time we get him again in Captain America 4 or whenever he's back, it'll be cooler. I think it'll be cooler. So. And I mean, it was very accurate to the comics. It was a great yeah. depiction of what it looks like in the That's comics. What I was so, say, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, they really lent on that and it worked well. I mean, if you compare the two side to side, it's pretty spot on mm. really. And I agree with you, Caleb. In action, it looked awesome. You know, particularly that scene where he's on the bridge and he uses the shield over his head, the wings oh. wrap around the shield. Like that was awesome. That was iconic. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I was very much like, yeah, it looked awesome in action. And then when he stands there and has that massive monologue that goes for a while, he just keeps talking. It looked a bit weird, but... In saying that, it's supposed to be like the comics. They did that quite well. And like Caleb mentioned, it will change for sure. It always does change. All the costumes have changed over time. They always look a lot better. So I'm not too worried about it. And I just think the wings look really cool, especially when he like wraps himself in it and like pops yeah. all the boards and all that. That's a really cool scene. I think it was just so the that, ears for me. The ears look yeah. strange. It's a bit weird. And then like the goggles as well. It was like a little bit weird. But I also liked how he had like red wing, but he had like three red wings. And yeah. that, like helping him. That was pretty cool. I just liked how you saw the wings sort of help him, you know, raise all the weight and stuff. So it's not like he doesn't have super strength. So it just made it look a lot, you know, like a human could actually use that suit and actually, you know, hold up the cars and stuff like that, which I really enjoyed. But in yeah. saying that, it looked weird when he was just standing there talking, but it will change. I think one of the things that impressed me with this show was he, they gave him a unique fighting style, even with the shield. I think he has a unique fighting style, which is yeah. something that I didn't think I was going to get from Sam. Like I, I didn't think I was going to get like the flying scenes in uh, the other Captain America movies have always been cool. You know what I mean? Like him with the wings has always been cool, but I've never really seen him do hand on hand combat. And that's what mm. Captain America is kind of known for. Um, so to see him do that with, like he did it a couple of times in the show, even yeah. John Walker with the wings, I know they got ripped to shreds the first time, but um, it was still cool. I think it made me have more respect for him as, as an Avenger. So, yeah. And I mean, it, like when you put him up against the rest of the Avengers, you know, when you go and you're talking deep end game Avengers, like he's one of the more um, underpowered and he's probably the weaker, mm. probably the, one of the weakest um, Avengers there. But obviously, you know, it, it's bigger than that as well. He's, you know, great with people as we saw him with Carly. 
Um, so yeah, he, he does fit the the Captain America uh, mold, I guess. But yeah, it was super interesting seeing him actually in hand to hand combat there. Mm. So yeah, and I love to see him use the wingsuit when he's on the ground. I think that's so awesome. Like you know, it's one thing seeing him flying around, but when he's actually using it when he's stationary on the ground, you know, it is a whole nother thing. You know, especially the shield. That's just awesome. Like yeah, wrapping yeah, yeah. wings around you as a shield. So good. Uh, any other highs or should we move on to some problems? No, I think we've covered most of it. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Well, look, every show, even the best of them, has some lows and has some problems. Look, I'll pass it to you, Quinny, first because Caleb went at the top of the podcast. Did you have any uh, issues with, with the show? Yeah, so I didn't have like a huge amount of issues, but just a few things for me that you guys might bring up. Um, if not, it'd be good to hear something different. But I think for me, the whole flag smasher sort of storyline, I wasn't like completely invested in that. Like I understand, you know, it's all about them trying to, you know, gain back their lives and helping out, the, you know, the locals and all their local communities and all that kind of stuff to minimize like refugees and asylum seekers and all that. But I just felt like when I was watching it, every time it went to the flag smashers, it just kind of took a bit away from the show for me. So I just wasn't a huge fan of that. And like Carly for me, just wasn't that good of a character. I just wasn't that invested in her. Like I didn't really enjoy her that much. I just didn't like how they just also another thing to kind of annoy me was just how at the start, like just how Bucky Barnes was just so depowered. Like he's supposed to be like the winter soldier. who's literally goes hand to hand with Captain America and these flag smasher guys who's got a serum in them that don't have any combat training are just tearing him apart. So that was another thing I didn't really like about it. So the flag smashers as well as Bucky Barnes just being a little bit underpowered, I felt, at the start. Mm. And I think also it was a bit – I just felt like episode six I felt was a bit rushed for me. I kind of felt like they kind of just kind of skip, kind of went through everything quickly. Like it starts straight away with Sam just fighting and it didn't really give you that, like, backstory. So I think – if I do a rewatch, I'll probably do what Caleb suggested, which would probably I might watch five and six together. Mm. I think they might sequence a bit better. But other than that, that were pretty much my main one. So just like the flag smashes sort of storyline and then Carly. And then finally, I just didn't like how Bucky Barnes was just a bit underpowered for my liking. Yeah, look, I, I'll jump in there as well, you know, because I had the flag smashes down as well as something I didn't particularly like in the show. And I'm interested to see what you guys say about this would you have preferred it and i don't know caleb you know you might have loved the flag smashes um i don't think you you, you no, had i didn't know from, from our from our chat there, um offline but would would we have preferred this if it was the flag smasher because i i think you know yeah. Yeah, wrong here, be but the comics yeah. it's you know a, a, it's a single flag smasher yeah. Do you think that would have been better rather than this, I guess, group? Obviously, it was, the group was led by Carly and she was the flag smasher, um, evidently. But, yeah, do we think it would have been better if there was, I guess, the flag smasher? Yeah, I, I think it would have been better. Yeah. 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 Have you guys seen, uh, it's just a, sort of a side parallel to what I think would have made the flag smashers better. Have you guys seen the Gotham TV show? The, like, yeah. The one that, 
Have you watched all of it? Yeah. yeah yes, I've watched, all, watched all of it, but I have okay. seen it. I've so watched you, all of it. You know the character yeah. in that, obviously, he's supposed to be the representation of Joker, Jerome Velasco. Um, blah, yeah, blah, blah. he's amazing in it. Yeah. I think, I think, obviously, I don't think Carly and the actress has the chops to pull off what uh, Jerome did in this show, in that show. But if there was one kind of more deranged, crazy character that was the Flag Smasher and these people kind of followed her like the people do in that show that is Jerome and follow his ideals, I think I would have bought into the idea more. Because we would have had this character that's willing to do anything and go anywhere to make their their mission be felt, which is what Carly could have been. And these people could have been doing the work for her, but like just because they wanted to do what she kind of started. And that would have left the scope open, even if she dies to like it, with Gotham, for that ideal to continue. So I think that would have been better. I think you're, you hit the nail on the head there, Sizzle, with the idea of one flag smasher. So I just think they tried to make it... Um, which I look, I appreciate, but they tried to make it almost too political and too real because obviously in, in the real world, we're not going to have this flag smasher person running around like Jerome yeah. Velasco. We're going to have an organization like that are doing what they did. But in that sense, that's the only part that felt too real that it, I didn't like it. Yeah. That, it was a bad, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like if you can have a Thanos, you can have a flag smasher. Like I, I you know, this show was very different to, you mentioned it before. WandaVision was much more of a fantasy sort of style of a show and this was much more realistic but yeah i agree it would have been i would have preferred it if there was one single flag smash and you know to add to your point there you know the flag smashers weren't totally convinced by carly you know we we saw the scene where you know she there was the one world one people you know and they didn't back her on that she had to sort of reiterate it so yeah it was interesting though because I, I feel like you know from what i've read as well and what i've the pod other podcasts i've listened to a lot of people weren't all that in on the flag smashes. So yeah, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, I guess it, it was uh, something that they tried and then tested. So yeah, it was, in, it was interesting to see how they did it though. I guess. Yeah. It's a tough look for Marvel. I think that that's the one thing that they were pushing so hard in this show. And it shows you how much heavy lifting our boy, white Russell actually had to do um, to make this show actually have the reputation that I think it does because really it, he will I mean Zemo too, but right. Russell's really the one that was there from, all you know six episodes and i think it shows you how much heavy lifting he actually did to carry that that kind of you know antagonist role through through the the six episodes so yeah yeah because yeah, i mean this could have been a very different show if white russell wasn't in it if john walker wasn't in it because you know if we were leaning purely on the flag smashes it's a pretty weak show i mean other than you know zemo's inclusion he obviously mm. would have had to play a much bigger role. So, yeah, good point. Good mm. point. Um, any others, Quinny, or should I pass to Caleb? Yeah, I just thought of one more that I forgot to mention. I was just saying I love John Walker in this um, TV show. One thing I didn't like about it is how in episode six he kind of becomes like a good guy in the end and starts to help Sam and Bucky. And they like are kind of like, friend, like they're hanging out and he's like, you know, he makes that quote about Abraham Lincoln. They have that little joke. I kind of felt like... You can't have John Walker who literally in episode uh, four just cuts a guy's head off and then episode five is him going to the family and becoming having that change to become that villain. And then for some reason in episode six, he's like helping out uh, Falcon and Bucky. I just felt like I didn't think they needed to do that. I think I would have preferred if they just kept him as just that sort of villain role because the way it finishes it kind of like, well, he's not really a villain anymore because now he's like, they're celebrating him and now he's the US agent and that's it. So I just felt like I would have preferred it if they kept to that sort of him being evil. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, past you, Caleb. 
Yeah, cool. Some negatives, some some problems I had. I'll jump off the just what you were saying there, Quinny, with John Walker, because I, I definitely had those feelings when I watched episode six. Um, mm-hmm. And I, upon reflection again, I don't think it's because I, I dislike the fact that he had a, a good turn, so to speak, because I think that's, again, that's what the showrunners were trying to do. I think it plays into more of the bigger issue, which you mentioned, which was the rushing of the episodes. Because, um, look, I, I, I think maybe if he'd come back and tried to take out Carly and all that sort of stuff, and then he had that turn at the end where he saved them instead of choosing to kill her or whatever it was, that would have been enough for me to start questioning his morals. He didn't need to have what you're saying, that kind of banter with Bucky. and That, that just made them seem like, I mean, Bucky should hate him. It just makes him feel like they've had That's this right. friendship. And again, it's not, it isn't really any different to a Bucky who's killed, you know, hundreds of people, thousands, <laughs> yeah. turns around and is now a good person. We accept that, but we only accept it because Cap accepts him, right? So there's not really anyone here who's accepting John Walker. The difference being, I just think if it left it kind of um, uh, open to our, our discretion that he changed, but did he really change? That would have been better to me. But I think they really like try to punch you in the face with it. Like he's, uh, he's actually good. He's not that bad. Um, and I just think that was yeah. too much for me. So, um, look, we, we talked about the flag smashes, the flag smashes. That was a bit of a negative for me. Um, I, I do recognize that, that their storyline was impacted by COVID rewrites because they had a bit of a virus storyline that they rewrit mm. um, because they didn't want it to appear, you know, like they were being insensitive towards COVID. Um, to be fair, I don't think if they, even if we got the original storyline, I would have liked them. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> Um, my issues with it are more Carly and the actress that plays Carly. I just don't think she she definitely pulls off being a teenager, um, a tantrum teenager, but I don't think that's what the show needs. Um, Flag Smasher in the comics obviously is like quite formidable and the ideals that he stands for are quite large. In this show, we get a portrayal of a young teenage girl that read something on Facebook and got fired up about a cause and suddenly <laughs> took serum and is now like crazy. Like that's what we get. And so, beating up Bucky somehow who's like fully military trained and like a yeah. hectic assassin. Yeah, it doesn't really work. I think if we got more quotes, and I'm going to touch on that negative too, that you say, Quinny, the whole Bucky thing. Like, you know, we watch him in Winter Soldier and like, you know, I've got parents sitting in front of me in the cinema and Winter Soldier blocking their five-year-old son's eyes because they thought the Bucky was too intense. You know, this is the Bucky we're talking about. Like, this is like what made me go, we're in a very different movie right now to mm. First Avenger. So if they just made some comments, more comments in this show about how he wasn't willing to use his full strength because he didn't want to hurt anybody, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of it, in the sixth episode, we get this thing where I think the turning point was he saves the people from that truck and then the guy turns around and he's like, thank you for saving me. And something in him clicks and he's like, I can use my full strength for good, not for bad. And he does that from that point on in the episode. Again, there was no talk of that throughout the show. That was a negative for me. So that was my main ones. One more was just things that were kind of left unopened and untouched. So we get Torres, who obviously in the comics becomes um, the new Falcon. Um, he actually gets his DNA fused with bird DNA and becomes like an actual Birdman Love Falcon. Um, which, look, maybe that's a bit too much for a TV show. I don't know. Love it. I'm all, um, all for it. Let's bring that Watch on. Watch your style. Let's bring, let's, bring, let's bring Birdman Falcon into the MCU. Um, but like he gets the wings in episode five. We don't hear any. I mean, look, I know MCU does this and I know that they're leaving us. I just think the show would have been better off with like seven episodes. If we had another hour there to explore yeah. some of this stuff, um, give me less working on the boat. As much as I like that scene, yeah. cute and all that sort of stuff. Give me less of that. Give me a little bit more what's going on in the background with, you know, where's Thunderbolt Ross? What's he, what's he doing? What's going on? Like, I want some of that. So I didn't have many negatives. Honestly, I thought that it was um, pretty, pretty good show overall. Um, I think my negatives is, is once again, like WandaVision is just myself and Reddit. I should just stop reading too many. <laughs> um, 
I should start um, actually just appreciating the shows for what they are. So, yeah. Yeah, you and I both, and like I haven't really got any other negatives that you guys already haven't said, but I think you mentioned it there, Caleb. I'm a sucker for jumping on YouTube straight after I watch an episode oh. and listening to all the theories, looking for all the Easter eggs. And then, you know, when someone predicts something and it doesn't happen, I'm almost annoyed that it doesn't happen. And I almost don't trust Marvel's vision. And I guess that maybe goes into the whole Sharon Carter thing. And that's why I was annoyed because, you know, I had all these outrageous, you know, um, predictions that the, the power breaker was this person. It was Nick Fury, you know, power breakers, you know, whoever. And I think it set, it almost sets me up to be disappointed. And yeah, maybe, maybe we both need to have a, uh, when Loki comes out, maybe we should both just, I think I'm deleting my YouTube account. <laughs> Cause the thing is like, we've got to remember too, like Kevin Feige and Marvel make these shows. Um, new rock stars doesn't make these shows or <laughs> <laughs> emergency awesome or everything. Or whatever the YouTube channel is, they don't, make, <laughs> they don't make these TV shows. And so when they come out with like, first of all, how are they getting a hundred and 20 Easter eggs or whatever it is in the YouTube video. Like it's unbelievable. They have to watch it like five times to get that. So look, let's just stick to watching and appreciating. That's all I have to say. So yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to try to be better for like, <sighs> I'm really no going to try. Dive sizzle. <laughs> mm. I'm going to try. Uh, yeah. I guess the only thing I have to add, and it's a really small one is, um, and we met, we've talked about it earlier. It's Baron Zemo. I wanted his mask again. I really wanted his mask in. Obviously, it was hard to sort of fit it in again because he sort of, after that episode and, you know, I guess there was the, the following episode as well where we got a bit of action from him. He was sort of pushed to the side a little bit. But in the trailers and the build-up to it, you saw that was quite like a, a, mm. a big feature. And, yeah, it was awesome to see him in it briefly. Um, so, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that more. And, you know, I mentioned it in our previous podcast, Quinny, when we were sort of, putting in some wild predictions. I would have liked to have seen uh, some sort of young Avengers uh, mentioned. Blink, yeah. yeah, obviously we got Isaiah's grandson who ends up um, being a young Avenger. But yeah, I guess obviously they just they sort of put that in there because that'll eventuate later down the track. But yeah, I would have liked to have, you know, maybe delved into that a little more. But hey, I'm just being greedy. Like we got a lot from this show and, mm. you know, got to, got to appreciate it. So yeah, look, I don't have anything else. I loved this show. Great show. Me too. Great show. All right. Look, we've talked highs and lows. Now let's move on to our hero and villain awards. Who won the show and who lost it? Let's uh let's go with Caleb, our guest. Who was mm. the hero? Yeah, look, I think I'm just gonna give a I don't know if anyone will pick this character, but I want to give a, a kind of shout out. But he's not my character, but a shout out to um John Walker, White Russell, I think he, he carried a lot in this show. I think his development was really good. He goes from being this guy that walks out at the end of episode one and all of Australia, America, and the world go, what a wanker, like all in one unison. Like we just all hate the guy. Uh, to at the end of it, you're kind of like, man, what a guy. Like what a, what a cool what a cool character. I want I want his own TV show. Like, that's where he gets to. So that's impressive. I think I'm not going to muck around though. My best character is, is Sam. I think that's the show was designed in a way to make you come to terms with the fact that he deserves to be Captain America. And it did that. And he did that. Um, I think I said it to you guys in the group chat, like I'm going to have children in the future and their Captain America is going to be Sam Wilson, which is unbelievable. Like, I think that's, we have to come to terms with that. That's the world we live in. Like that's, that's their Captain America, which is pretty crazy. So I think he did a good job. I think he, I, I watched the finale and I was like, man, this guy is doing things that, I love Steve Rogers and I, I adore Steve Rogers. Let's take it to that level. But he's doing things that Steve Rogers couldn't do. 
that that's the reality of it now i mean physically but also just you know he gets that i think it was a little too long but the five minute discussion with the mm-hmm. politicians etc steve almost if, if there's an ideal that contradicts his own he fights for his ideal he doesn't negotiate for a compromise for best people involved that's something that our now captain america is willing to do because it's the power that he possesses right mm-hmm. so i think the sam in this show was able to show us that the cap and what cap stands for doesn't need to fight at all times he actually is able to stand up and make a change and i think that's one of the things that we we found in this and i think sam did an incredible job like he gets um isaiah and isaiah comes at him and says you know no one no self-respecting black man will be Captain America. And he decides to go, you know what? That's probably what 60% of America think right now, but I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say, no, I'm going to be part of the change of the country that I want to build. So I think for that, he's my he's my best character, my MVP, whatever we want to call it. So he's it's Captain America, man. He's the best. Hey, look, you can't really argue that. And we had the montage, the flips montage. I mean, Love if, you're training doing, montage. If, you, if you're doing flips like that, like... Give the man the MVP. Like, Give it to him. That was some amazing somersaults in the end. And catching the shield, it was, oh, it was all. Beast. He mastered that shield. He he's really did. Very quickly, but he's a beast. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Quinny? Yeah, so uh, honorable mentions. I'm going to name two honorable mentions. So for me, it's definitely John Walker's honorable mention. And I'm going to do it. I'm sorry. It might be controversial. I'm saying Falcons by honorable mention. I love Sam in this show. He's amazing in this show. He really proves hey, that he's Hey, you got to address Captain him America. as Captain America now. Come on. Sorry, Captain America. He used to be Falcon. He's now Captain America. I loved like the scene. I especially loved his scenes with Isaiah. I love episode six where he takes Isaiah back to the memorial and he gets his own section. Like, I love that part. Gave me all those feels that Kay would talk about. We love those feels. And... I'm just doing it. I'm sorry. I love him. I thought he was amazing in this show. Baron Zemo, yeah. give me some more of Baron Zemo. I want more of him in the future. I hope he gets his own show. Maybe the Thunderbolts link, hopefully. I'd love to see him again. I just really enjoyed him. I just thought he, for me, from being just in, you know, the Avengers films and just sort of being that, you know, Captain America, Civil War, being the man, the man behind the plan to screw them all over. I just loved him. Mm. He introduces all to Madripoor, which I thought was a really cool place. I'd love to go there. Like, I was vibing that. Apparently, there's heaps of links to like X-Men in that place too. So hopefully that yeah. links into some future shows for us. And then again, Sizzle, you mentioned before, that mask. How good is his mask? He's got the purple mask. He's got all the right cars. I love the scene where it's like, you know, it's a hypothetical. What would we do if, you know, he escapes jail? You see him just casually somehow escape prison, just living his best life, has a private jet. You know, has his own butler. Zemo and that, and that knows, knows all the facts. He's the best. Like, awesome. that co- Quinny, you need to get style. Coats, bro. Oh, I'm going to get me one of those. You've coats. got one, don't you? Quinny, you've got I pretty much do have one of those coats. I do. I should have wore it for the podcast. But I just loved And then I also loved how he had sort of like, you know, in episode uh, five, you see him and Bucky have that really good scene where they kind of forgive each other and they sort of move on. And he mm. kind of just embraces the Wakandans and lets them take him in. And then, you know... I didn't think we'd see him in episode six and we get that cool little scene, Madam Hydra. She's like, I think Zemo's delivering. You see him smiling in the prison. He's just killed the rest of the flag smashers who suck. So Baron Zemo, you're mm. my MVP. Hey, can't argue with either of those. Look, I tossed and turned so many times on this. Like I originally was going to give it to White Russell. I was going to give it to John Walker, US agent. And then I was going to give it to... Zemo and Kuni, you made a strong case for him there, but I think it's got to go 
to Captain America. I Come mean, on. you got you got to give it to him, Sam Wilson. Look, like when he was introduced in the Winter Soldier, right? That was his first yeah. movie. When it's on yeah, your left. Look, yeah. he was a very yeah. minor character and he has just come so far. And I think you got to look at it in its entirety, like go all the way back then and, you know, look at how his character has grown. I mean, this is the same guy that got washed by Ant-Man mm. when Ant-Man was literally really just yeah. learning how to use his suit and abilities. Like he got yeah. owned by him. So he's just come so far, you know, he, he's, he's progressed not only as a person, but as a character, he's got a new suit. And like you said, like it goes deeper than that. Like it, it goes, very, it's very political as well. We had the, the scenes with Isaiah and how he embraced being Captain America and a black Captain America as well. Um, look, I can't add too much more because Caleb and Quinny, you've both have really done a great job there of summing it up. But yeah, look, it's, it's Falcon, AKA Captain America. You know, mm. you got to, got to give the man, his props, uh, Anthony Mackie, like he's, he's awesome. And yeah, he is going to look, they've announced the next captain America movie they've said it's going to happen. And you know, I know you guys are excited about that and yeah. I am so excited for it now because of Sam Wilson. Mm. And I think Anthony Mackie did, he embraced the role. Like he, he's self-aware enough to know that everybody loves, you know, Chris Evans, number one and Steve Rogers. So he embraced and knew that, you know, me being in this category was the one arguing at the end of Endgame, they should have given the shield to Bucky, right? So I think in this show, it answered a lot of those questions and kind of going, well, Bucky was really the one that turns to him and acknowledges him early on in this episode as Captain America. And I think that was super important for us as the viewers to kind of turn to the fact that Bucky is Bucky. And Bucky now is on a journey of working out what his life looks like. But Sam is is able to do things that Bucky isn't able to do. And that's why that's what makes him Captain America. So yeah. Yeah. And and we've spoken to, spoken about it before. Like he Captain America and you know I mean Sam Wilson, he's not like doesn't have super strength. He doesn't have, you know, telepathy, he doesn't have any abilities. He and he gets it done not necessarily in hand-to-hand combat or, you know, when he's going up against someone, you know, like a flag smasher, but just overall from, you know, speaking to people, speaking to Carly, you know, facing up to the the politicians, talking to Isaiah and representing something greater than the shield, you know, he really just gets it done. So yeah, mm. look, it has to be, it has to be Sam Wilson for me. Give it to him. Fair enough. Give it to him. All right, let's go to the villain. Or it could be villains in this case. Uh, who do you guys have for your villain? Look, I might kick it off there because I go. kind of alluded to it um, in asking you guys, look, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I'm just giving it to the flag smashes as a collective. Look, mm. I won't add too much more of what we've said. They really didn't have a motive that was clear for me. Led by Carly, obviously. I didn't love her um in in the series i thought the actress did did a pretty good job i forget her name off the top of my head but you know i thought Aaron she Kelly, did kellyman yeah, yeah yes Erin yeah. kellyman that's right look i think she did a, a pretty decent job but yeah look i wasn't sold by their motives i i certainly wasn't sold by them in the finale as well especially because none of them really seemed to truly believe in what carly stood for and what they all stood for so, yeah, I mean, get rid of the flag smashers for me. Bring in a flag smasher or just give Baron Zemo more time. Please just mm. replace all the flag smasher scenes with Baron Zemo. Just give me some more Zemo. Yeah. Like, just give me those scenes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? 
I, I agree. I'm not going to beat around the bush here too. I, I think I'm probably going to key in more on, on Carly um, more so than just the flag smash as a whole, just because I think she didn't really, I think the actress did as well as what she could with the script. I don't know what the script was and what the rewrites were, but I also think she, they just could have done better in carrying that. Like it was, again, I, I've said it already, but it, more teen, it was, you know, uh, we got more teenage tantrum in this and less political ideals, that, which is what it needed. It needed mm-hmm. someone who was willing to die, and it, which is technically what she did. I know that. I can't ask much more than that. But she didn't carry herself as someone who knew what she was doing. Like we even see it from, and I know, I love that scene, but when she kills Lamar and she punches him, yes, I get that we get a scene where she doesn't know how strong she actually is. And I love that. That's realistic we get this scene of like, I'm not, I'm not someone who's actually, you know, doing all this for a a real reason. I'm just doing it because I I think I should be doing something. So that's, that's what it felt like to me. And I just didn't, you know, I didn't get down with that. Um, I think the showrunners are a little mini villain too, because they did our boy Bucky dirty at the end. Like where's Captain America and the white wolf at the end of the, uh, the like what more does the guy want to do? He goes and apologizes (laughs) to his, his old uh, Japanese friend. Uh, yeah, Yuri. Yeah, he's doing everything, man. He's doing all he needs to. He gives he gives Zima over, and still he gets stuck with his Winter Soldier. <laughs> it's like it's like saying Sam transitions to Captain America. Higher, it's, you might as well say Captain America and murderer. That's that's basically <laughs> it's wrong. Did our boy wrong, man? Give him the White Wolf title. I hate that. It's just... <laughs> Quinny. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same with Caleb and you. Sizzle. You went flag smash it and Carly. I'm just going straight Carly. She just didn't do it for me. And, you know, let's be honest, she killed all those people. She tied them up and then just decided to blow them up to make a statement mm. for some reason. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to make a statement. Let's just blow these guys up. Uh, just for me, she becomes like the martyr in the end. Like, you know, she dies for, the, you know, for what she believes in. But for me, I honestly... If they just did the show and didn't have the flag smashes and they just had Zemo or our boy John Walker as the two main sort of villains in it, I think I'd be happy with that. They just didn't really do it for me. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, we're talking about the flag smashes there. And I've got another question for you guys quickly. And, uh, you know, I've been dying to ask this to you guys. All right. Super Soldier Serum. The opportunity arises to take it or not to take it. Are you guys taking it or not? I'm going to quote Natasha Romanov back to you or Black <laughs> Widow. And the quote I'll give back to you is that's not a question I need answered. Um, so I probably, I probably would say a big no to that one. Uh, just because look, it's da- It's look, obviously, yes, you want to know, but it's dangerous because what if, you, what if you take it and you realize how much bad qualities of yourself you have, because it's just going to extrapolate all those bad qualities you know, unless you know, you're pure of heart and all those sort of things. So it's tempting, but um, I think, you know, I'd stick to being my Captain America, which is Sam Wilson. No serum needed. Battery, <laughs> battery is not included. That's what I'm about. <laughs> SQ? <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, tough question here, but I think... Come on, Courtney, the serum's just sitting would... there. Look, it's in my hand right The serum's now. there. The like, serum you know, is here. Like, just take it. Like, the serum, the, the serum looks all right. But who knows if I take this, what's it got to do to me? Am I going to become like a massive douchebag? Am I going to lose my mind? Am I going to become like a hectic villain? Maybe I'll become the flag smash and I'll be a lot better than um, our girl Carly. But I just think for me, nah, don't need it. Don't need that. It's not good for you. I don't want people thinking I'm a super soldier. You know what? Just get me like a suit like Sam. Oh, like Captain America. Get me a Captain America suit. Get me an Iron Man suit. Whatever, I'll put the suit on. Man, I'm not I'm offering not you a suit. I'm offering myself you a, a serum. serum. 
I'm not having serum. I'll, Quinny, I'll stick to this. No. Nah. Quinny, you already had the serum, but you had it a bit before his mother. You had already had the, the mother energy. That's right. I had my mother before <laughs> had the serum, That's all I needed. Get ready to go. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. But nah, I agree. It's just not worth it. What about you, Sizzle? What's your answer? You yeah, look, it, but... I'm all in. I'm all in on the serum. We're going straight sets here. <laughs> Give me oh, the you're serum. all in. I'm all in. It's because it's because Quinny, he's the purest out of the three of us, so it makes sense. If he's going, if any of us are going to take the <laughs> yeah. serum, it's going to be it's going to be Sizzle. So I'm all. In. Look, I'm a bit True. worried that maybe you know something you know freaky will happen. I'll turn out like abomination, or you know who <laughs> who knows. But look, I'm all in on the serum. I want. What about Red Skull? You might turn to your boy Red Skull and then yeah, become maybe. a power broker. Look, well, then at least I get to protect an infinity stone. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talking about the you know that's a perfect perfect segue there. Love it when things just work like that. Let's jump into our infinity gauntlet rating out of six. So for reference, IMBD gives the show seven point six, which is surprising considering one division mm. got an eight point one. Mm. So. What do you guys think Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Captain America and the Winter Soldier should get out of six Infinity Stones? Fill up those, that gauntlet. You're our guest, Caleb. I'll yeah, pass Caleb, you you're the guest. You go Put for on it. the gauntlet. Yeah. Give us your best Thanos voice. Yeah, well, well uh, I'll, I'll do it myself. There we go. I think um, yeah. this this was really tough for me. I'm going to be real honest. I know we probably say that every time we get on and give ratings, but yeah. like, I actually think that from what else you guys talked about, like you guys did Mando, you guys did uh, WandaVision, you guys did Justice League, or whatever you guys are rating, I, I was pretty much on board with whatever you guys were saying and gave it, like, I was like, yeah, that's my answer. I could tell you exactly what it is. But this is really hard for me. I remember messaging you guys probably three episodes in, I think, to this show and, being, and I said, this could make it into my top five Marvel, like, entries full stop, right? That's where I was at. This is the journey that I was on. So we're talking, we're talking five, 5.5 at least at that point. If Whoa. you're going to go... That, that that's that's where we're at i don't know that it landed as fully as what it needed to for me to get it there um that's just me being real so i think what i'm going to do is look i, I probably i like it better than one division i don't know if that's a question we were having come yeah, later we'll, we'll get into that in a moment so i probably would have given and i wasn't on that pod obviously but i probably would have given one division like a four out of six four infinity stones out of six i'm probably going to give this like a four and a half out of six so I, i'm like it definitely was better to me than than one division i enjoyed it more but I'm still not ready to put it at that like five up area because I just don't know that it landed completely for me. So, yeah. yeah I think five five plus is really up upper echelon. Yeah, and that's yeah. when you start talking about, you know, top 10, top five Marvel um, projects. Yeah, but 4.5, 4.5. Uh, yeah, respectable, very respectable. Mm. Quinn, are you going to top that or are you um, going to remove a, a stone? Come on, give us your best Thanos voice. <laughs> I'll do it myself. I am inevitable. Nice. Um, anyway, so straight out of it, I just I quickly listened back to our One Division podcast and Sizzle. I'm just going. I'm calling you out right now, Sizzle. From memory, I'm pretty sure you gave One Division a five out of six, and you just said five and five plus has to be the upper echelon of Marvel. Are you telling me One Division's in your top five? Maybe, maybe we have to re-rank them on a podcast very soon. Whoa. I don't know. Maybe we have to give some updated power rankings. I might be calling you out on this because I don't know. I, me, stand, I, don't hey, know I stand by it. I stand. You by said One Division was a like a five, so I'm. I went. I think I from memory. I went four and a half out of five for One Division. I'm going to be a bit more generous than Caleb, our boy. 
I'm keeping on the five, but I'm just taking one off this time. So for me, it gets a five out of six because overall, I really enjoyed it. But, you know, we did Mando. I'm pretty sure I get, ended up giving that like a six out of six in the end. So to get to that Mando level, I think it just wasn't there. But for me, it's a five. I was really high on it. It kind of takes you on a journey. Episode six kind of let you down a little bit, but it was still really good. I still really enjoyed it. Um, maybe if the flag smashes weren't in it and, you know, Kylie was a little bit better. But I think for me, I'm going to be a bit generous, a bit more than Caleb. I'm going to give it a five out of six. Mm. But I really, really enjoyed it. Wow. Okay. Well, updated power rankings coming very soon then. Mm. Needs to happen. Needs to happen. All right. Big, big scores from both you boys. Look, I'm going to put on the infinity gauntlet. I'm going to give my best um, Thanos uh, impersonation here. And I'm just going to say, you should have gone for the head. <laughs> uh, I don't think that was a very good voice. Sounded a bit more like Jigsaw there from um, Saw. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, nice. Anyway, we were talking about that last night. We <laughs> Maybe that's why I busted out the Jigsaw voice. Uh, look. Game over. Quinny, you mentioned that there. Look, I initially... After maybe I'm three, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Initially, after like three, four episodes, even probably five episodes, I think I was higher than I, I was higher on this show than I was One Division. But look, it's been you know almost two weeks now, or you know, a week and a half almost since uh, it's the finale. I've let both shows settle, and I actually think this is going to be very controversial. I preferred One Division. I know, very oh, controversial. Just... And I mean, this probably goes into the fact that Captain America isn't one of my favorite characters. I know, Caleb, you've got mad love for Captain America and, yeah, you know, fair. the series. Quinny, you do too. Captain America is probably not, not that I don't like Captain America. I love Cap. I love Sam. Obviously, I've grown to love him even more. But I'm more interested in the, the magic of Marvel. You know, that's why... You know, for example, Thor and Doctor Strange. I love the outer space sort of elements. So mm. I think after reflection, I actually think I'm going to go with WandaVision just slightly. Like it's it's neck and neck. It really is neck and neck there. So with that being said, you know, I love this show. That's taking nothing away from this show. It was absolutely amazing. But I'm going for a four, four out of six. So two stones, toss them in the bin. I'm not going to be able to snap my fingers. Yeah. I, and, you know, it, as I said, a great show, but, you know, I'm mm. just, just not there yet. Maybe I need to, need to rewatch both shows again. Um, so, yeah, you know, sorry, Quinny. I, I just, you know, had to do it. So what's every podcast we did on Falcon and Soldier? Yeah, one, this is better than one division. This is better than one division. And now you just... Well, to be complete. fair, we only did two podcasts Mine, on Falcon and the Winter Mine, Soldier. Mine. Hey, so yeah. Hey, he's up, he's, up, he's filthy right now. <laughs> I can see him there. He's, I saw him punch a wall just over Zoom there. You can't see it on the recording there. He's, Man, he's ripped lucky his shirt off. He's gone. The, the serum. Lucky I don't have any serum in me. He's oh, gone right. full Hulk on me. Bro, watch out. I'll be running to Wollongong right now. I'll, I'll be, be scared. I'll, I'll be there in like... 30 minutes. I'm a bit scared next time I see you. You're going to deck me for, <laughs> for that. Uh, look, I'm going to bring the shield just to uh, protect myself. Oh, and look, I mean, that's heresy. You've just given it a four. <laughs> yeah. I'm busting yeah, it back geez. out. Uh, you can't yeah, be saying that. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, neck and neck. Nah, right, me, but, uh, yeah, look, let, let's get into that then. I mean, both of you One guys. Are, five. <laughs> both of you guys have obviously expressed that you preferred 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier more than One Division. I'm going to quickly give you why I liked One Division more. And look, I, I've pretty much covered it there. And I think it was it just purely comes down to the creativity of One Division, how completely different that show was. Like I was not keen for One Division really. I mean, I was keen because it was Marvel. Of course, I was going to watch it, but it wasn't something that I got excited for. I mean, I'm I'm most excited for Loki. Thor's my favorite uh, yeah. character in my favorite sort of world. Um, despite Dark World being an atrocity, that's a terrible, terrible film. You should never watch that more than once. Not a great um, sequel. Not a great sequel. Not a great sequel at all. Uh, but look, I, I think this was WandaVision was just such a creative show and so different. Just caught me off guard. Every episode, I was just left uh, guessing. And, you know, I was, you know, talk about some deep, deep YouTube holes. You know, I was all in my fisto. There was, there was nightmare coming into it. You know, I was just left, right, and center. There was you know, so many wild predictions coming at me from the YouTube hole. Um, so yeah, look, I think WandaVision, but look, hey, I want to be clear. This is, you know, very, very, very close. Yeah, look, I, I can see why. Don't get me wrong. I can see why you would say it's, it's, it's your favorite out of the two. I think this is my opinion. I think number one, number one I like Captain America more. So that's probably a reason. But number two, I did. I haven't rewatched WandaVision. I rewatched this show pretty much in its entirety to get ready to do this podcast. I think this show has more rewatchability than what WandaVision does. I think WandaVision is a really good story one time. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's one you'll put on and rewatch to kind of go, like, you know what happens. Whereas, like, it, I would it probably was, agree with that. It was predictable, WandaVision, as, as predictable as what Winter Soldier was in a way. Like things happened pretty much the way you thought they were going to happen. But I think like what Winter Soldier, like what Civil War is, like what those movies are, you could put Falcon and the Winter Soldier on again and watch it. Like just on a rainy day, watch a lot of those episodes and, and enjoy it. So I think for me, that's why it gets higher. I can see why there wasn't any magic. I've got friends that, that rank Winter Soldier really low on their list because it is so grounded that they don't enjoy it because they, they prefer these fantasy space magic elements right so i can see why you who loves them would probably rank one division higher that's but i get it i totally get it yeah look and i would agree with you that it's probably more rewatchable mm -hmm. yeah um, especially because for the most part one division didn't really have any action scenes in it not until you know pretty much until the last episode that's kind of when we you know there was a few you know minor minor scenes there but so yeah i i, I can understand that but i think for me just before i pass back to you quinny before you just completely erupt on me i can see you you're there i can see the veins just pulsing in your forehead um, you sure you don't want to get the time stone out and go back in time and change your opinion again not yet uh look i've tried to be thanos and it didn't work out well that voice was was terrible um yeah look, you're gonna be the new saw movie clearly so <laughs> uh i just think that maybe it's because one division the episodes were and this is maybe a little contradictory because i did say that i liked how you know, every episode was so long and they were um, almost movie length. But I think in WandaVision, every moment meant so much. Whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it had some low points, you know, and you mentioned it, Caleb, I didn't like really at all where they went back to Sam's, you know, family on the boat and, mm -hmm. you know, they tried to invest time there. Obviously it sort of made a bit of sense because that's where we got the Bucky and Sam relationship. It went back to there, but, you know, there were times where I was, you know, cut to the, them at, on the boat or cut to the, uh, Sam's sister. I was kind of like, ah, oh, let's get back to the main story. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas one division, I was on the edge of my seat for, for most of it. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's close, but yeah, look, Quinny, go on. Give me, give me your, your best. No, that's right. I, I just, I just like we were saying before, 
I really did enjoy One Division, but for me, I just thought I just preferred Falcon and Winter Soldier. I just think it, it sort of got to me a bit more than One Division did. I found it a bit more entertaining, and I do obviously enjoy like you know more those sort of action films. So I I liked all the different fighting scenes and all that kind of, and I loved obviously I'm a big fan of the Winter Soldier, so I really enjoyed Bucky and seeing our boy the Falcon in there, and then Zemo as well. So I just think for me, I'm just going to have to disagree for here, Sizzle. But for me, it has to be, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is better. Hey, I like it. We agree way too much on this podcast, so it's good to finally oh, disagree. I know. That's right. I feel, like I'm a me- I feel like I'm a mediator here with this. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, look. No, I, I think we've been fine. Yeah, nah, we've you've been, been good. good. You've been good. I, look, to be fair for Quinny, I think if uh, Baron Zemo was in WandaVision, he would have gave it a six. So that's <laughs> like, fair enough. But what are you this would have been Quinny's double oh, one. I don't know. Zemo, it might it? not have got a six. Maybe a five. Look. I'm going to have to put you on the spot here, Caleb, as well. Look, this is mm. something that I've been wanting to get out mm. podcast. Look, I'm going to put you on the spot. You've talked about, you know, uh, Winter Soldier being one of your favorite films of all time. Look, I need your top five in order ranked on the podcast. I'm going to, going to put you on the spot right now. If you can't um, do it in order, that's fine. Yeah, okay. But if you can. My top five MCU. Top, yeah, five MCU. top five MCU. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, no, okay. Um, I'm including, I'm obviously including Infinity War and Endgame in this. Yeah. This list, right? Okay. Yeah. 100%. Okay. You can include so, whatever you want. You can include yeah. um, Daredevil on Netflix if you want. Yeah. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> I might include Iron Fist. You have to wait and see. <laughs> that's, that's a great, great show. <laughs> Don't watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> that's garbage. Um, go and watch Shang-Chi. Daredevil's actually good. I'm just Daredevil's, Daredevil's really good. Daredevil's great. But if you want to, if you want to make it your top five, though, come on. Yeah, it's not. If you like Iron Fist as a character, just go watch the Shang-Chi trailer five times because it's better than, than that. <laughs> So um, it's just, yeah, I agree. Um, so number one, Winter Soldier. We said that a bunch of times. Number two, Endgame. Uh, for the cinema experience that it was, I won't get that cinema experience pretty much ever again for a long, long time. I also did enjoy the movie. I know people have their gripes with it. We're not going to get into it right now. Number two would be Endgame. Number three would be Thor Ragnarok. Um, I, at a, to- at a time, I've had my number four that's about to come above Thor Ragnarok, but I recently just did an MCU rewatch and Thor Ragnarok is amazing and, and gets that third spot for me. Number four is Iron Man for what Iron Man did, um, I guess, for my life. Let's just, let's just say that. Not not the character of the movie. Like mm-hmm. 2008, I think, is that when that movie came out? 2009? Yeah, it's, it's going to be around there. 2000, I think it's 2008. Eight, like boys, I'm 14 at this point. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> like I've gone through the journey of like watching these movies. So Iron Man gets my fourth and then number five, um, it look, it's a toss up and I'm going to put out a five and a six as a kind of a tie because I can't choose five and six varies between, uh, gardens of the galaxy volume one. Um, just cause I love that movie. And then it varies also with Avengers at the first one, because obviously in 2012 that, um, just reshaped the way that I looked at pretty much cinema like i before that i'd only had a cinema experience probably was was dark knight was probably the only cinema experience that met that level 2008 and then i went in and watched avengers with like a bunch of my school friends a bunch of these people and it just made me kind of go wow this is what buying a movie ticket and waiting for this movie to come out can feel like so i I probably think that's going to get the fifth spot so we got winter soldier endgame thor ragnarok iron man and i guess we'll say avengers avengers number one that's my top five a very solid list and a few crossovers. Oh, list. Pretty nice. Top mm. Mm. Love it. Look, they're the two questions I wanted to tack on there. Um, any Anything else you guys want to add add to the podcast before we call it a day? I've got one question and you guys can get out of here after this. I, yes, just, I was thinking about it the whole time. I know I'm obviously, like I said at the beginning, I'm deep in the Star Wars universe. 
It's not something that I've been in uh, a lot of. I'm very new to it. I'm a big MCU guy. We know that from this pod. But my question is, is it's really simple. If you had the opportunity in real life as an actor to be on a two-part episode sort of thing of a, of a Star Wars TV show like The Mando or MCU like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you got to tell your kids and your grandkids about it. you. You didn't really do any other acting for the rest of your life. You just were on this one TV show. What would you pick? So as an example, you would be Torres on this show. You're not in it a lot, but you're in it enough for someone to go back and watch you or you'd be like Mayfeld from Mandalorian. Like you're, that, you're in two episodes over the two seasons. You're not a main character, but you're there, right? If you had to pick Star Wars franchise, MCU franchise, what what franchise are you picking to tell your kids about that you're in? I'll let you go, Quinny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, That's a tough question. This is uh, this is very tough. Uh, I think for me, I oh, man, this is so hard. <laughs> I love the MCU. I do love this is, the MCU. This is a great question. Great the, question. As you know, this is pretty much Marvel with Sizzle and Quinny right now. Uh, we just love doing Marvel stuff. But I just, for me, I'm sorry, it has to be Star Wars. Like Star Wars was the first big um, world that I got introduced to when I was a kid. I had all the action figures. Like I don't have, I don't think I ever got Marvel action figures. I always had the Star Wars ones. You know, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. I had the Millennium Falcon. Like I used to have all those toys. And we were saying before, Mandalorian is probably one of my favorite shows out at the moment. So mm. if I could appear on two episodes in that show, I'm all in. Mm. Let me be a Jedi. Like I'll be a Jedi. I'll be a Sith Lord, whatever it is. I'm in. Like I think for me, I love the Star Wars universe. And for me, it's still my number one. Yeah. This is such a tough question for me because growing up, I definitely like preferred Star Wars. I grew up on Star Wars, like, you know, the originals just love them so much. I have got the figurines at home, mm. like, you know, back in the day I was running around with a little lightsaber, you know, just wanting to be Luke Skywalker, um, you know, I had the ships, then I had the Star Wars Lego as well. Love the mm. Star Wars Lego. So for me, Star Wars is, I guess, more nostalgic, but I think in recent years and, you know, probably the last five you know, maybe 10 years um, going back to my early 20s, I think I've actually become more of a Marvel fan. Mm. Um, I still love Star Wars, don't get me wrong. Like Star Wars is all time for me, but yeah, Marvel's become probably one of my favorite um, pastimes, you know, watching a Marvel movie, you know, um, listening to podcasts about Marvel. Um, And now we've got these shows and you've got Disney Plus with, you know, so much Marvel content. Uh, so I think I'm going to go Marvel. Um, you know, get me an Asgard. Just get me. I'm happy to be any Asgardian. I don't. I don't mind. I'll look. I'll walk past. I'll. You know. I'll do anything. I'll give Thor. You know his robe. I'll. I'll wake up Odin's son when he's. You know in a deep deep sleep. Um, look. Mm, you know, loves to sleep. <laughs> he does love to sleep. That man <laughs> knows how to nap. Um, yeah. Anyway, that, that's a good answer. That, that's yeah. a great answer. That was my question. That's all I wanted to see. Um, I love that. Look, I want to pass back to you though. I mean, I, I'm going to assume it's Marvel yeah, because think, you're think, a new Star I mean, Wars, but we're in the Yeah, I think at this point, it'd have, it have to be Marvel. I think I would love to be... Oh, I don't know. I think I think if I'm if I love to be a a, a scroll character, 
nice. um, that is an important role, but dies off quickly. So I'm only in it for two episodes. I get to kind of cameo, my face gets shown, um, et cetera. If I'm going to be in Star Wars, I want to be recast as the live action Kid Fisto when he comes back at some point uh, in a prequel. Uh, look, I'm Kid Fisto is my boy. Let me be Kid Fisto. Just, just as like a one-off cameo. That's all I want. So. Hey, well, look, Kevin Feige listens to this podcast. So better believe you know. he does. Kevin, call me up, man. Uh, George, I know you're not on the payroll anymore, George Lucas, <laughs> but call me up. Uh, Kid Visto, I'll write some backstory for you. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, Quinny, you got anything to add or are we closing this podcast? Nah, that's me done, man. I'm still getting over the fact that you were talking about uh, going with a soldier is better than one division and suddenly the big change of heart. It's good though. I like it. It's very nice. Keep it interesting. It's good. What a, what a podcast. <laughs> and just, just some final words. Look, Quinny and I, we're Knicks fans. Caleb, yep. Pete fan. Let's talk about how do you, the Knicks. How do you Let's feel talk about, about the Knicks. Look, we won't spend too much time because we're about to finish the podcast. How do you feel about the Knicks being two places ahead of the Heat? I know you Heat one today. Right. So how do we feel? Know, how do we feel about it? It's could neck be a four, and neck. It could be a four or five matchup first round. It could be. And we're we're surely getting together to watch one of those games. Oh, we, we are definitely getting together. You better be coming back. Yeah, we yeah. may or may not be podcasting about the NBA together yeah. very soon. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, look, I'm look, I'm excited for you guys. I think everyone in the NBA likes when the Knicks are good. I think you have to. I think it's yeah. good for NBA. So the only NBA game, or one of the only NBA NBA games I ever watched, was at Madison Square Garden. Like I've got I've got a Knicks jersey with my handsy name on the back of it in my drawer Love right it. now. Do you know what I mean? So I might wear that to the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's just good to have Knicks back in the playoffs. That's what, yeah. that's what it's about. So yeah, I'm excited. Randall for MVP. Yeah, get get getting that in. He's gonna get some votes, man. He's gonna yeah, get, he will. get some votes. He will. Hey, he's pushing for first all NBA as well. Yeah, so good on him. Good on him. Yeah. All right, boys. Look, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us, Caleb. We're Always. definitely gonna get you on Thank very you. soon. Maybe to talk some NBA mm. uh, even sooner. Uh look, listen to the podcast wherever you, you like to. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Subscribe to Caleb's podcast as well if you want to get your Star Wars fix. He's out there doing his thing with a microphone in front of his face um tell your brother your mother your sister your cousin we'll be seeing you next time grandparents everybody second cousins whoever auntie uncles we know tell bucky let him know he doesn't have he probably doesn't have facebook or spotify yet but get him a phone get that motorola <laughs> switch let him slide up uh get the web slider and get him on to the podcast um yeah that's it all right peace out <laughs> <laughs>